Hello and welcome back to the podcast, We Are Selling. My name's Lee Woodward, appearing on behalf of Realtor, the creators of Pitch, Sign and Sell. Last week, we had a coach-to-coach session as Claudio came in and gave us some brilliant, in-depth conversation around lead conversion and what we offer to the marketplace. And we had a massive response to that particular program, and I was very lucky while he was on air to say, will you come back again? (laughs) He joins us again, Claudio. Welcome back. Oh, Lee, thanks again for having me. I really had a lot of fun in our episode that we had last week. And, uh, yeah, just uh, great to be sharing, you know, with you the time and your listeners uh, on this amazing podcast. So I'm excited to be here again. Do you know, there was a, a great point on the podcast 100 and you fall right into this category where John McGrath said if you've been blessed be a blessing (laughs) and playing it down the line is really so important and these podcasts are so important to everyone although we've got three different countries that listen in everyone is going through the same thing at a different time. And it's amazing. Actually, Claudio, you and I were chatting off air that sometimes the audios find you and it's something you remember from four or five years ago, but oh, it's evaporated out of your mind. And then that's right. some, somebody else says it and you're like, wow, I remember that. And you can get back to living that principle again. Getting back to basics. Absolutely. Keeping it simple, not complex, right, Lee? That's it. Now, <laughs> exactly. today... Our topic is stop and think. Claudio, you brought to our attention uh, in the producers of the program that challenging our prospects and making these people act or or think or stimulate. Uh, You know, I think listing is nothing more than stimulating someone to think stuff and let's go ahead. Uh, You've got me all excited. But take us into (laughs) stop and think. What have you got? I suppose I really, you know, I, I really got understanding the concept of, you know, um, when we, we want to get our clients, our prospects to stop and think, being a buyer, being a seller. And I remember a few years back, I um, uh, it was during COVID actually, so we, we're going back about three years ago, we're all locked up and, you know, while, while, we, while we're locked up, we all had a lot more time to do some simple things such as reading. And I, I picked up a great book, it's called The Challenger Sale. And um, it was written by Matthew Dixon and Brett Adamson, and they talked about the five uh, personalities in salespeople. And this is just general salespeople. They could be selling fridges at Harvey Norman or or they could be selling cars at BMW. It doesn't really matter. But he talked about these five personalities. I got really interested in understanding these these personalities, um, you know, and, and one of the personalities that they spoke about that the, 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 the salespeople that are actually the most successful are what they call the, the, the challenger salespeople. And the more I started to read, understand this more is, you know, how many times, you know, here in sales, you know, we always get people that, you know, um, will, will be like $50,000 short between you, uh, the offer and where your vendor is at. Or, you know, you might be, you know, be challenged around your commission, uh, for example, yeah? Um, you might be challenged around, you get that phone call, right, Lee? And they say, look, I know we've got an appointment this afternoon at four o'clock, but um, I think we've made up our mind over the weekend. And uh, look, thank you for all your time, Claire, but I think we're going to go with another agent. And you've got that little window of opportunity to maybe challenge them. They're, they're throwing a little bit of heat on you and they're asking you to dance to the fire. Why don't you jump in the fire with them, except make yourself a little bit more fire protective than them and, and dance? Because, you know, Lee, I, I think, Personally, I think people want to be challenged and people need to be challenged. 
and the amount of respect that people buy from you when you challenge them, not in an arrogant or cocky way, but actually just challenge their thinking, right? They get magnetized and they gravitate towards people that are confident, that are competent, that have a level of conviction versus, you know, I believe people get repulsed by neediness. You know, these needy agents, they're like, you know, they're like, is there anything else I can do for you, Lee, whatever else? And people don't get, I suppose, drawn or magnetized by the neediness. They can get repulsed by it. So, yeah, I think, you know, in this market as we go in 2024 now, right, Lee, I really believe um, if you can be that personality that challenges salesperson, um, you can actually, you know, close more deals, make more money, um, than any of the other agents in, in, in your marketplace. But it's, it's, it's having a look at ways that you have done things, yeah? Uh, Lee, you were going to say, sorry? Yeah, Claudia, this is such a powerful thing to bring to our listeners' attention. And you're right, over the last five years, people have become very non-directional in what they're doing. Uh, they'll go into a listing presentation and say, would you like to go for sale or auction? What would you like to do? Uh, do you want marketing or not want marketing? Because I'll do anything you ask me to do because I'm just terrified I'm going to lose it. And no one can take direction from that. Whereas if I had to go into a lounge room today and the owner said, look, mate, before you even start, we're, we're not spending any money on marketing. Okay, and how did you arrive at that decision? What made you think that was the right way to go. Well, we're just not spending money. You guys get paid enough. You should pay for it. Look, it's completely up to you. It, it's, it's your property. If it was me selling the home, there is no way I would risk in the marketplace putting it out there way below standard where the great buyers think that can't be any good. They haven't even presented it properly and losing fifty to 100000 not even going to be the right person to represent you because I'd rather turn you down than let you down. Going to the marketplace like we're in right now, oh, but I'm in no hurry. John, let me share with you, the longer your property's on the market, the less people expect to pay. So when you say, I'm in no hurry, John, let, it, let me help you here because you, you could make some big mistakes. We sell hundreds of homes every year and we see what goes right and what goes wrong. And you get one chance at this. If you get it wrong, the property's then labelled as it didn't sell, it was on the market, there's something wrong with it. And John, if you want to move on with your plans, let me give you the right guidance. But what you're thinking of doing right now is going to damage the asset. And my job's to protect the asset. And suddenly you're in this little kerfuffle. But they'll respect that you stood up and said, no, I'm not going to the market with no market. Yet some agents go, okay, well, let's just put it up there. No, no, that's the wrong thing to do. And especially, you know, in our two topics here, we've come across this, the staging of, of a property. And, and a great little metaphor that I'd like to share with the listeners is you can say to the owners, if, if they were thinking that way of not styling and, you know, putting a commitment into the property, you can say, you know, if you were selling a car, you would empty it out, clean it up, detail it, you wouldn't drive it because the buyers are coming to see it and you'd put it there on display because you're selling your car. People put more effort into selling their car than they do into the biggest return asset, tax-free, cash, principal place of residence home. This is the grand final. But you can't run onto the grand final with your thongs on. We've got to do it properly. And People understand you're passionate about getting it right, and I think absolutely it makes them stop and think, which is today's topic. 
I agree. And you know what, Leah, I love how you use that analogy right there. And I think what came across as you were explaining this to the listeners is very important because I think when you're walking into, you know, a, you know, to a, for example, a property you want to list it, it's like in this, in this, you, you are the authority. Yeah. And w- when you're in there, you are the authority. It's like, you know, when I go and see my doctor, Lee, right? Whatever authority I had as a, whatever I was as a father, as a husband, maybe as a, as a sales agent, I, I lose that authority. He's the authority. Yeah. And he'll say, does it hurt yeah. here, Claudio? How long has this pain been hurting for? Where is it? Is it coming on this side of the shoulder or it's just this side of the shoulder? And you lose, including our, you know, man who's got the most authority in, in, in Australia, Mr. Albanese, he would lose all his authority when he walks into the doctor's surgery, right? Because the doctor will be asking all the questions, yeah, and doing the diagnosis. No different from us, yeah? So and, true. And, and we are the authority when we're walking in there because this is what we do every day is sell homes and we understand the market. We're in the trenches. We're getting a pulse of the market. But most agents don't walk in there with the authority. They're, they're walking in there to try and feel like what we're going to try and do is be their friend and be, you know, build rapport. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Build rapport. Absolutely. Build a connection. But at the end of the day, you have to take control and you have to be that, um, that authority, you know, in, in the marketplace. And Claudio, we're all taught to, um, build rapport. I think mm-hmm. the 2024 version now is earn the rapport. By yes. being an absolute professional, they're the boss. We're the expert. Yes. And, and so many owners, when you go through the discovery and proof points with them, and, and they're and they're connecting to you, you realise this: they're screaming out for options, but crying out for guidance. And yes. you've got to navigate. And that's why I use that term. You know, we're property advisors. We're advising you on price. We're advising you on marketing, styling, and the timing method of sale, what options are available. There's, there's a lot goes on in the sale of a property, but to our listeners, you've got to stand your ground and earn that respect of Correct. someone. And I love your doctor's analogy there. Everyone who goes in the doctor, yeah, everything else that's going on doesn't mean yes. anything. Um, yeah, ex- they have exactly. the authority. Correct. Correct. And I, think, and I think that's the most important thing. And I think, you know, from, from whatever scenario you're dealing with a buyer, a seller in this market, um, you know, you really want to be thinking about that. You are the authority uh, in these situations. And and sometimes, you know, Lee, like we, we talk about how do we get, you know, prospects to stop and think. Um, and, and, and it may well be like, you know, for example, I was like, you know, sometimes using the old fashioned pen and paper when I'm trying to get my message across. Yeah. Let's just say, for example, Lee, we're, 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 we're talking to a vendor here today. He wants a million dollars. The best offer he's got, 950. He's been on the market maybe now for, I don't know, just call it maybe six, seven weeks. Who knows? Um, and you know, the old, the old diagram of like, you know, of like, you know, you've got it like a, I'm trying to think of the analogy we're using here of like a, you know, you've got, a, it's like a, um, a seesaw. You know, the seesaw yep. when we, you know, the scales tip up and down. And, you know, you almost like put on the scales there or the seesaw. One side you put like, you know, let's let's walk through this together, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. Let's put, you know, you've got the triangle of the seesaw in the middle and you put there. So remind me again, what why are we selling? Oh, we want to downsize. Okay, so I'm going to put there, I'll put there the word downsize in that triangle. And then, you know, 
I would put on the on the top end of the seesaw, like what's so let's think about like what's the reward in making this decision, and let's put on this side here what's the risk. So it's almost like your pros and cons, you know what I mean? But it's like, and you put there the words risk and you put the word reward because they're much better words than pros and cons. R- reward means everyone loves to get rewarded. It means like there's a high elation factor to get a reward versus the risk. People hate being in that risk situation. So what's the risk if we don't? So it could be another interest. So we put here in bullet points on the left hand, on the right hand side where it's leaning down on the risk side. We might put Lee like, you know, uh, interest rates going up, buyers borrowing capacity being re- reduced, um, you know, uncertain economy. Um, you know, we, we might put a bunch of things and then what's the reward, right? We've got a cash buyer. Um, four-week settlement, you know, close the chapter, move on, whatever it is, you might put a whole bunch of things. You know, you might say market price is 900. We've got an offer at 950, which is above market price in your local medium house price in the area. So you might put these things on the reward side. So you've got this sort of scale or this seesaw and you're saying like, so, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I can understand it's a it's a, it's a, you know, big decision for you to make. Do we, do, do we or don't we accept this offer? So what we could look at here is, is think about, for example, you know, what's, what's, what's the upside or what's the downside or what's the reward in this decision and what could be the risk if we don't take this at, at this decision. So let's go through it together, you and I. But Mr. and Mrs. So let's work out exactly what's the outcome here. The reason why you, you're selling. Always associate back to, you know, the, the reason for the selling, the emotional connection for selling. It's downsizing. It could be a separation. It could be, you know, financial stress. Who knows, right? But you bring them back to that association into that middle of that triangle. And then you've got that balancing risk and reward with the seesaw on the top there, that line. And by doing a diagram, I always say this, where my pen goes is where their gaze goes. And where their gaze goes, Lee, is where their focus goes. And sometimes I get agents going, but yeah, Claudia, I, I say that. I'm saying saying versus drawing, right, is going to have a different result in terms of getting your message because the simpler it sounds rather than complex when we do audio versus visual, by doing a visual, it's super more interesting. It's more believable. And it's actually going to be a little bit more powerful in the way what you're trying to say around for them to make this decision to say, let's take the offer, look at all the reward, look at so much upside to this than the downside if you don't. Couldn't agree more. And that was so beautifully explained. And what you're doing there in that explanation is allowing the customers to gain visibility. And because when they... They think they can just say no and remain the owner, which they can. Yes. Yes. And actually, Claudia, one thing I, I love teaching agents is the owner's the highest bidder. And what I mean by that concept is you say to the owner, the property you have now, you can always say no and remain the owner. However, mm. I need to point out that let's say I get you an offer of 950 and you say no, that makes you the highest bidder. You've just bought it because yes. the other person's going to buy something else and you can't release the asset unless you release it onto someone. So would you really pay over 950 for this property right now in this marketplace and, and stay here? Because that's what mm. you're about to do. And when yes. they realize they're the highest bidder, 
and they've just <laughs> bought it back, and there's no stamp duty this time round, but enjoy yes. living here because you're going nowhere. <laughs> the, the, they have a different perspective on the whole thing. And that's yeah. uh, when you were mentioning before um, this topic of stop and think. It, yes. it, there's certain things you can say to people that make them think. Exactly. And, and, and with a purchaser, they'll say, oh, Lee, we just can't go any higher. I don't mm. think you can afford not to buy it. Mm. And they go, what do you mean? I don't think you can afford not to buy it. If you say no yeah. to this one, you're not going to get something less. You're going to be paying more for something not quite the same. So I don't think you yeah. can afford not to buy it. What is your walkaway price? What's that last figure yeah. you could put forward to secure it? And it just makes people stop and think. But I, I love how you brought this topic to us today of challenge our prospects. Exactly. Or you could actually, just on top of that, I think we're, we're on a bit of a roll here, Lee. You could actually say to that same buyer and saying, well, you know what, Lee? You're the buyer today. Tomorrow is another day. And it's a new day. And a new day can bring a new buyer. You're in the position to buy this today. What do you want to do? Right? And it's like you say, those little things, those little sometimes one-liners, as we used to say, right, that can actually get them to stop and think. You are the buyer today. Tomorrow's a new day, which could actually mean it's a new buyer, right? But today, you're the buyer. Yeah. What do you want to do, Lee? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, another day, another buyer. So, That's it. <laughs> and suddenly, you know, I love buyer management. It's one of those things that always fascinated me about the real estate space is, bringing those marriages together. It's like when you would yes. show property, you showed someone four or five properties with central locking. And yes. that was the only way you could get things sold at certain times of my career, I can assure you, because things were <laughs> hanging around a long time. And that's, But you'd say to the buyers... The game. That's the game. That that's the game. That's yeah. the game today. The game today is getting the vendor to move, you know, from where they are, getting a buyer up from where they are. And, 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 and I find that so much rewarding in a, an environment in the market that we work in where it's a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more challenging, but this is where what, you know, what, we, what we, we're here to do. This is what we're doing is bringing a buyer and seller together and allow to provide a different lens from a, to a vendor, provide a different lens to that buyer in the marketplace so they can see things a little bit different, right, than what they're currently seeing in front of them. And once you're able to demonstrate and show that in a different way, like we, like you and I have been just talking about today, right? That's where you're going to get that deal across the line between a buyer and a seller, or get that vendor down on price that needs to meet the market. I love that, and that was one of our big topics of 2023 uh, when we changed the words uh, to the owner, where we say. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we need to improve the price. Yeah. <laughs> now, Claudio, for any yeah. of our listeners that want to get hold of you and may want to do a coaching session, how do they get hold of you? Look, probably the best thing is this because I've just re I've got my website, which is claudioandcena.com. Uh, uh, a lot of people call me Claudio with an A. It's Claudio, C-L-A-U-D-I-O, Encina, E-N-C-I-N-A.com. It is getting redone, my website, but if... I don't normally give my mobile out, Lee, but I will for today. Um, but if they do want to reach out to me, thank you, uh, 0419 Um And, uh, Lee, that's probably the best way, just while we're sort of transitioning websites over the next four to six weeks and uh, our inquiry page isn't working because um, I've had a couple of things 
happened just in the last week. So I don't want to make sure that uh, if people want to reach out to me going, this Claudio guy talks a lot, but he's not getting back to me because <laughs> it filled an inquiry form and I haven't got it. So I'd rather you maybe ring me on or text me on that number that I've just given out. Clarity of communication, perfectly done right there. But Claudio, thank you so much for joining us and we'd love you to join us again in the future. Lee, thanks again. I've really enjoyed uh, being on this episode and our last episode that you had me on. Uh, wishing you and all your listeners an amazing 2024. I think this, Lee, just on one final note, the bigger the dragon that you can slay in 2024, the more of the opportunity you've got to be the hero for your buyers and sellers in your marketplace. Claudio, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Mm-hmm.